Live from Flynn Broadcasting in Memphis, Tennessee, it's time for Cerrito Live. Here's your host, Kevin Cerrito. All right, we are live from high atop Mount Moriah. Greetings and salutations. We're at Flynn Broadcasting. Yes, we are every single Saturday. Uh, action-packed edition of the program coming your way. As always, coming up at 11, it is wrestling time. We will talk wrestling on the radio. Jerry the King Lawler will join us live from Hawaii. And the King's uh, vacationing uh, in Hawaii, and he will join us on the program later on. This morning will be really early uh, Hawaiian time uh, today. The King will join us as well as Katrina Coleman and Brian Balo, the comedy tag team from the You Look Like show, which is tonight at PH. They join us every month uh, to tell us what some uh, famous professional wrestlers look like. That's all coming up in hour number two later on this hour. We got a big return to the show, Carl. So, Carl Morris on the other side of the glass, as always. It's been a minute since we caught up. With Anthony Sane, Anthony Sane from Sports Illustrated, he uh, made a surprise uh, run-in during the during wrestling time a few a few weeks ago. Uh, he is back to talk Grizzlies today. It is the All Star break, and uh, also today we are we are we are expecting we are expecting Carl a surprise appearance by President Barack Obama. I'm just hoping he makes one really. I really hope so, too. <laughs> See, Mike, you never know. Anything can happen. Uh, that's all still to come on the show, but we do start every week when we're not off and when we're not talking about the Oscars. We start every week talking with Jessica Benson from Local 24. She's their sports reporter and anchor. She also co-hosts the Still Not Married podcast, and she joins me now. Ladies and gentlemen, it's my pleasure to introduce to you. He's a friend of mine. Yes, yes, I am. And he goes by the name. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. Long time, no talk here. Happy it's day. been so long. Happy day after Valentine's President's Day weekend. Happy uh, NBA All-Star weekends. Lots of uh, holidays. So much. Yeah, real, yeah. real and fake ones going on. Where, of course, we we usually talk about what we remember from the past week in Memphis sports, and we will do that. But what? Let's just talk uh, real quickly. We've got to catch up. We were off last week for the uh, the Academy Awards. Your best picture pick won. Uh, so, it did. What was your best picture pick? Well, that's the only the Parasite's the only one I, I had not seen. I still have not oh, seen. It. I, I'm so sorry. My pick of what I thought was going to win was 1917. That's what I. That was my. That's what I thought was going to win. So I was pleasantly surprised that that Parasite pulled it out. Which uh, I'm going to see Parasite at some point. I've got to make 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 that happen. Obviously, now that it's it's best picture, but I've not and I've not heard one person say a bad thing about it which is isn't that kind of amazing it is like it just it, it suddenly had this wave of support in the weeks leading up to the oscars and i have not heard one person be like i didn't like parasite i don't know if that's just because it's like the cool thing and you you can't say that you don't like it or people will jump on you but i, I think it's amazing just how like universally supported and loved it is right now so it's go a, see it it's not in it but it, i don't 
people are just going out of their way to say they like it. So they, to me, yeah, it's not like they're yeah. asking you and you're just saying, yeah, it was good. You're, you know, being trying to. No, everyone's like screaming at you, go see right. Parasite. It's if got you this haven't seen it. Underdog enthusiasm and excitement when it when it won last Sunday uh, at the Academy Awards. That is, is the only one I haven't seen. I will see it. And you, of course, you. We should just have you on the Oscar show next year. I don't know why we don't. You <laughs> the also, sports Oscars hybrid show. I don't know why you because I mean you you try to watch all the Oscar movies as, as do I every single year before. I do. The Academy I Awards. have I have a half of a cinema minor. I just didn't finish it. So I like to pretend that I'm way more qualified to talk movies than I am, but I do love movies. And, and the, I saw everyone but Jojo Rabbit this year, and I'm disappointed in myself. Which is very surprising because jo- I mean Jojo Rabbit. Is is the one movie that sounds like uh, could be a player on the Grizzlies, right? <laughs> yeah, good. Starts with a J, so you, you got it. I mean, JoJo, they could trade for somebody named JoJo. I'm surprised. Yeah, Jaren absolutely. Jackson Jr. It would fit in, fit in with the, the trend right now. Yeah. The okay, but for the weeks that we were off. Uh, on, yes. on on the show, the Grizzlies made the big trade, really. That's the big story. The It was really the start of the decline of the Memphis Tigers, which is just at this point has, has uh, hit, hit hit maybe a bottom. Uh, but there's going to be – there's more room towards the bottom. We'll see. Well, yeah. I was going to say, we'll see. Uh, they're at UConn tomorrow. And we'll – but it's, well, we'll get to that. Go on. <laughs> okay. But the – the Grizzlies trade. Talk about that Grizzlies trade. It, it finally happened, and this was one that, of course, you had people talking about the Grizzlies. Um, what what are your what are your thoughts on this trade? The Grizzlies getting in return is it is it is it what uh, was it worth it? Was it worth all the criticism uh, going into it, waiting out the Grizzlies on the right side of of history going forward, <laughs> uh, dealing with players and trades in the future? Well, I think it just showed. A continuation of what we learned about this front office over the summer, and that they're they're forward thinking, and they're thinking in a way that the past front office certainly, or at least felt like they weren't exactly on that same trend. And so everything done is to benefit the hashtag Grizz Next Gen, and to keep things young, and to um, you know, I mean. I joked on my 28th birthday that I was now too old to play for the Memphis Grizzlies, which is funny, but when you're looking at their roster makeup, it's not untrue necessarily. So I was, I think I was a little surprised to see how critical some of the national media was on the Grizzlies making the trades and saying, oh, you know, this, Andre Iguodala was the winner in this situation going to Miami. I think the Grizzlies did just fine. And I think that they have continued to show what their end goal is here all along. And it's building their young youth core and both role players around Jaw and Jaron and signing Dylan Brooks to his extension. I think that happened while we were off too, but signing Dylan Brooks to his extension and um, continuing down that road. And, and we've seen so far, you know, I'm not saying it's it's perfect right now, but the Grizzlies kept winning going up into the All-Star break and, and finishing things off with that win over Portland last week. And John Morant continues to be John Morant. We saw John Morant have his first triple-double, um, which was awesome. Yes, and man. the best thing about the Grizzlies right now is, and, and you saw it last night too, even with the Rising Stars Challenge, and I'm not 
not a huge all-star weekend fan in general. Like when I, I didn't plan to watch the rising stars challenge last night. I don't center any of my plans around anything with all-star weekend, but I will say when, when I saw Brandon Clark, John Morant and Jaron Jackson Jr. Suiting up for their team last night, it was really cool. When I saw John Morant experiencing his first all-star weekend, it was cool because the, it wasn't just Memphis people tweeting about John Moran. It was it was everyone. And yeah, that's been the case all season long. But I thought specifically last night, I saw so many of my friends across the country who have nothing to do with the Memphis Grizzlies and really not much to do with the NBA tweeting out John Moran highlights and saying, you know, there's nothing but fun from this guy right now. And this is the most fun guy to watch in the league. And he's out there with Zion. And Zion's doing great things, too. And Luka Doncic is doing great things, too. But there's just this this energy around Jaw, and that's carrying over into an energy around the Grizzlies right now. So to go back to your original, <laughs> to bring it all back to the Grizzlies, um, I just don't think I don't think the front office did anything to screw that up right now. And you know there was some some talk of having Jay Crowder and Solomon Hill not having that veteran leadership in the locker room anymore. Well, you know, I, I think they did a really good job setting up this locker room and the chemistry within this locker room and the new players coming in and already feeling so um, just a part of the group. Like you saw it when, when the three new players joined the Grizzlies in uh, DC, it just, it kind of felt like they'd already been there and that they were immediately welcomed into this locker room. And so I don't think there was any like drastic loss in that, in that sense. And um, I just think right now the energy around the Memphis Grizzlies is, is really good. And they come out of this all-star break with one of the toughest schedules in the entire NBA. So we'll see if that maintains the fact. But for right now, the cool thing about the all-star break is we have a, you know, five days left to just sit and think about the fact that the Grizzlies are still in the eighth spot in the West and very much in playoff contention, which is something that you and I certainly, I mean, if anyone is out there tells you they thought the Grizzlies were going to be in the playoff talk this year like good for them but I don't really believe them so like us we didn't think this is the kind of conversations we were going to be having surrounding the Grizzlies this season and it's really fun that we are oh, absolutely so the all-star break is here the Grizzlies are 28 and 26 in the eighth spot and we've we have not talked on uh, at all uh, you and I here on the radio this entire month of February and not only the Iggy trade happened which I I'm all like they got a trade done, right? They got a trade done that the front office seems happy. You got a young player back, right? Like you're not if you get something for him, right? Because the the worst case and what so many critics were acting well, like is that they should just buy him out and not even try to make any type of movement, which is so bananas as a way to think. It's always been just confusing, and it's a way that they really only talk about small market teams. Uh, yeah, like you should give this gift to this veteran player and the narrative of right. You know, <laughs> Andre Udala, <laughs> finals MVP, coming out and be able to just do whatever he wants. And if you're the Grizzlies, like, yeah, when you first got him, you, you did get that pick from Golden State. But you're so everything else is just gravy, but you still deserve the gravy, too. Like, it's Thanksgiving. You don't just want the turkey. You want a little gravy on the side. So you wanted to get something, and, and they did. And that's why I think – you know, from the Grizzlies' perspective, they did exactly what they wanted to do. Yeah, yeah they, you had during the time off, right before that trade, of course, was Dylan Brooks, you know, smack talking, whatever you want to call it, uh, really being honest about what he thought about Andre Iguodala. 
Uh, yeah. So we had that happen, and then he was, of course, as you mentioned, signed thirty-five million dollar extension. Dylan Brooks is going to be here for a minute. Uh, he helped lock that in with his comments. But the big story uh, right now, today, as we look back at this week, I think what I'm going to remember from this week, and there is tons and tons of John Moran, as there seems to be every single week. But like uh, oversaturation of John Morant remembering. Like the uh, what went down last night was pretty memorable, and I think it may be one of the most memorable moments of John Morant's uh, life last night. Not only was it the Rising Stars Challenge at NBA All Star Weekend, I the, will remember this too. <laughs> but there was a very uh, there was a surprise uh, a guest that stopped by as the players were. Uh, volunteering, I don't know, stuffing backpacks with books or something. It looks like I don't know. Uh, but Doing some sort of NBA cares event. They were they were caring as, as, yeah. as NBA players do, and this is what happened. We've got some audio here. What's going on, man? Congratulations! You doing good? Is, is Chris teaching you something? Uh, a little bit. Not too much. That's my boy, though. Is it? That's because he's old like me. You like him? <laughs> You're doing great. All right, I'm not. Even, I'm not sure uh, if that was the actual. Not audio sure if talk, you could make the connection. But that was that. It was pre- President Barack Obama here. Uh, President Barack Obama talking to John Morant uh, last night, where he he said to him, uh, you know, be careful, uh, giving him advice as far as dunking advice, and then later on in the night. John Moran, I think he's still spinning from the dunk he had last night uh, <laughs> at, at, at the game. But a surprise appearance, Barack Obama giving advice to John Morant. That's, uh, that was him. He, he spent a lot of time walking by, shaking hands with all of the young stars here. But he stopped and talked to John. He stopped, not only did Barack uh, Obama, former president of the United States, stop and talk to John, he gave him advice, which proves, the if, if, if you had any doubt, that the former president has been watching Memphis Grizzlies basketball this season. <laughs> Here, yeah, we're it's gonna, true. Or at least Sports Center. Here's the here's the exact uh, conversation here with with Barack and Ja. I think. Hey man, you doing good? Yes sir. How you been, man? I'm good. I'm doing good. great. Yes sir. Just be you. careful when you go up for those dunks. I got you. <laughs> there you go. Be careful when you go up uh, for, for the dunks. For... But then, okay, and then you see that that 360 dunk, and he lands so gracefully. Like, I tweeted it last night, and it was just so funny to me because he comes down like an ice skater coming out of, like, a triple <laughs> axle, and he has, like, the arms out, like, are you not entertained? And it was just perfect. I, it was wonderful to watch. And that, So this all comes just a couple of days. I mean, we've got uh, – jeez, like, this is – like seriously, Jessica. Like we knew, like there was everybody was watching every move and always talking about Penny Hardaway in this town. And now it's kind of like shifted, and it is John Morant. Every week something is happening. It's not. We're not talking about Penny's yeah. shoes. We're talking about Jaws goggles and <laughs> the joggles. That's what I'm calling them. Or he said there were supposed to be binoculars, but everybody going uh, the goggle uh, route. So earlier uh, this week he at least goes viral locally with his goggles and Tony Allen's getting on board uh, with that. Uh, it's, it, it does, uh, it, any, any other job stuff we've missed just this week? It was goggle week, Obama week. Are those goggle two's... week, Obama week. I, when was, they his called triple double was last Sunday. Headband 12. That's right. He's headband, headband 12. 12. Oh my gosh. Of course. He was even introduced as headband 12 the other night. So I had to put on the headband and then headband 12 has like, takes over in the first quarter instead of just the fourth quarter. So now we just have 
take over all game jaw, which is fine by me. Yeah, no, he he's been he's been pretty incredible to watch and it was funny because last week was the Academy Awards on Sunday and that was when Jaw had his triple double and I had my show produced and ready to go because I wanted to watch the Academy Awards and so I had done like a little Academy Awards thing and had it all set up. That was outstanding. And I'm just watching that fourth quarter of that that game and um and I'm like, oh, he's going to make me change everything, isn't he? And he did. And so you have to lead with Jaw Morant's first career triple-double in the way that he did it with getting that rebound just at the very last second off a of missed three. Um, what a week. Really, My goodness. It was, so tri- it's been a week for the Triple-double was a this. a sad week for the Tigers. <laughs> right. Triple-double in the past seven days, the, the goggles, and he, <laughs> he met the president of the United States. And we've got uh, – Headband twelve, headband twelve. This is speaking of the Oscars. That sounds like like it's a, a nominated in the documentary category or something. Yeah. Headband twelve, or it could know, be someday. One of the, I mean, it could be. Everyone wants everyone wants in on the the jaw moments right now, and um, he, it's just like what he's been able to do. And it's so funny because it's not like he's this supremely loud vocal kind of player like his play really does do the talking in in how he has become and, and his tweeting i guess too this tweeting. past week yeah. we learned that or two weeks ago in the andre Iguodala stuff we learned that he's he's a pretty fire tweeter too but um it's not like he's boisterous it's not like he's you know overcompensating for his play with some like huge personality off the court to get attention no it, it's just it's just him and like he puts a headband on and that's his story, or he does goggles, and, and it's that on top of whatever crazy pass he made or dunk he had or anything. It's it's really fun, and it's it's so interesting. And I, we talk about it a lot, but I don't think it can be talked about enough in just how crazy it is that this Grizzlies season and this Tiger season have have gone in completely different directions. And it's not that we didn't think that we would be getting these, these tastes of Ja Morant being – incredibly, you know, entertaining to watch. Um, we just didn't think that it would be in this wave of, and, and honestly, I don't think that we would be talking about John Morant in the exact same way if it wasn't for the fact that the Grizzlies are also winning games and way overperforming from what we expected from them too. And it just, it thinks perfectly as a unit to be able to have the star and his team both doing good things week after week right now. Meanwhile, on the flip side here, we thought that this season was all about the Memphis Tigers and that that was just going to dominate our lives throughout college basketball season. And now you're trying to find any way, but to talk about the Memphis Tigers sometimes, which is well, he's making it very easy. It's, made, it's not just dunk highlights coming from John Morantz. We've just, uh, you know, he's, make, he's making it very easy. But let's talk about the Tigers really quickly. Uh, the team yeah. that uh, the last time we did speak, I mean, I I have been one since pretty early on. And once once we lost James Wise, and I was like, this this could be this could be an NIT team, and now it's looking like it may not be an NIT team. Uh, oh, I uh, think so. I think they'll be an NIT team. I think it's just a ma- and like I'm I'm such an eternal optimist. I listen. I'm not talking like a crazy person. Like they're they're outside the NCAA tournament, but I do think that you know maybe they make a run in the AAC tournament. That's a long ways away. We have seven games before that. Is that, being at, is, that is that FedEx form correct? 
No, no, it's not, it's this, not year. this year. It's was in it last Texas, year at FedEx. Form? It was last year at FedEx. It was. Form. Yeah, this year it's in Texas, I think. Oh, part of yep. Texas. Who? Correct. Yeah. Okay, so it's in Texas. So that's not that's not give it a good. Which favors good the best team in in the league, which is Houston. So maybe not, but <laughs> we do have seven games left. Memphis riding a two game losing streak right now. After but they lost to South Florida last week and Cincinnati this week. Jessica, the city of Houston is distracted by the Houston Roughnecks, their new XFL team. Right. The, you are correct. So they don't have any time. Well, frankly, I mean, <laughs> I, I haven't ever seen a Houston game, like a Houston home game with some incredible crowd. So and especially maybe it's with not. the Roughneck season going on. Right, especially if it conflicts with the game. I mean, if there had been a Memphis Express game last year during the AAC tournament, at FedEx Forum, I don't know what people would have done. We would have had to line up a doubleheader. We might have had that. If the season would have lasted all the way, we might have yeah, I was going to say, up. but it took care of itself. <laughs> Memphis loses to Cincinnati. I mean, that, that one you can at least justify a rival yeah, well, on you know on the road. It's the, it's the, when you're losing in a normal situation, you're like, oh, Memphis lost on the road to Cincinnati in overtime in a, in a game that they could have, should have right. won. Um, you're normally like, okay, we can we can live with that loss. That's a good that's a good loss. But looking when that loss is butted up, we're looking back at it right now on a Saturday. But looking back at it in five years, and you look at the win loss record. Oh, overtime with Cincinnati loss. Ooh, that was a heartbreak. But when you lose to like which Florida team was it again? Question. South you know, Florida. You know, that's Florida. what it is. South it's South Florida. Florida. It's the one that plays in Tampa. But that's the that's the. What many uh, fans uh, will say, you know, you get those two teams confused in basketball all the time. If you ever do South Florida versus Central Florida. Uh, and that was embarrassing. You're not supposed to lose to either one of those two teams. Uh, at, Especially the not at house. home. Not at home, not in Houston, if they're, you know, which they might do later on uh, this year in the tournament. Yeah. And I mean, the thing is, is like, I think the reason the Cincinnati loss, even though it was, you know, again, a tough place to, to win at. Memphis hasn't won at Cincinnati since 2007. So it's really not an easy place to play and win at. Um, the reason it still like kind of spirals into that despair that Memphis fans are experiencing is one, because it comes after the South Florida loss, which was a loss that they could not have and certainly should not have had last week at home. But it just played out, too, in a way that so many games this year – have seemingly played out where we have seen these these small stretches from this team where they look really really solid. I mean, you look at that game. Lester Quinones came out there nineteen points. Boogie Ellis eighteen or eighteen and seventeen. Um, Precious Achua, who did basically nothing in the first half, comes out and is just an absolute monster in the second half. He dunked like Blake Griffin. He was hitting threes he had 22 points career high 17 rebounds so you're seeing these performances from these guys because all year long you're hearing well this team has an excuse because they don't have James Wiseman and now they don't have DJ Jeffrey so what do you expect from them and yet you're still seeing these flashes where you're like wow like this team still has so much talent and this team can win what they can't do is seemingly close out games I mean they they had a 10 point lead with six minutes to go in that game and then I think over the course of the last like two and a half minutes, they had one, one or two field goals, and they had all free throws in overtime. So they just don't. Once Precious Achua fouled out in overtime, it was like you just realized it was game over. So um, it's just been that constant frustration. I think I'm not going to say fans are understanding because I've seen a lot of 
very angry fans on Twitter, but at the same time, there is this wave, and it's what you said at the very beginning. Um, when James Wiseman left, if you really, really put your brain to it, you probably thought, oh, this this could be trouble, and now we're experiencing that trouble. Right. It it it, it is it's 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 arrived. It's arrived for sure. <laughs> it's here. It's it seems to be staying. I don't know, but the thing that I mean, the team afterwards, uh, Penny talked after the game, and then Lester Quinones was their player, um, who was who was selected to talk, and they were pretty positive. Which that's good. Then I, I think that, that's good. I, I I appreciate that. Like there are some people out there who are gonna say like, oh, well, like. Are they watching their own games? Do they know what's happening? But <laughs> I appreciate this idea of still, you're a young team. So what are you going to do? Just quit for the next seven games? No. And that's right. the thing about this team, too, is you watch them. And, like, Cincinnati, they were driving Cincinnati fans and probably the team crazy in that overtime game because they kept fouling. And they kept going down and, and hitting threes to just keep dragging that game out, even though the possibility of them coming back and winning was, was so small. But they play through and through. Um, to have those comments after Lester Quinones said, you know, we're still going to make a run. We're still going to make it and make noise in the AAC tournament. And you have seven games left. And um, Penny said, you know, what these players aren't getting enough credit for is their growth. And so they're trying to keep it positive there, which is good because they do have a game tomorrow at UConn and another tough place to play on the road. Not Right. as tough as Cincinnati or Wichita State, but Ooh. still. Um, yeah. And I, I, it feels like it's so repetitive to say this is a must-win game, this is a must-win game, but I guess when you're at this point, every every well, game really is a must-win game. Yeah, I mean, when you're yeah when you're on the, the, the bubble, it's, it's more of a must-not-lose game. More than anything, right, must-not-lose really bad game. You don't want any more bad losses there on the schedule. All right, so last thing. So, Jessica, I mean, uh, I, I got to ask you this because you're, 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 sometimes we have to talk about your, your, your parents. You have one, of, one of your parents has uh, uh, big, strong connections uh, out there, and we very rarely uh, bring this in, but I know you get some inside expert advice uh, yes. because of your parent. And um, – this time is about your mother, though. She was a flight attendant, right? She was a flight <laughs> she attendant. Was a flight attendant. The, the, yes, the she news, was. The news this week uh, that Delta Airlines oh CEO says you should not recline your seat without asking permission first from the person sitting behind you. Uh, what What are your thoughts on this uh, airline seat controversy coming from the perspective of someone whose mother works on airplanes for so many, many years? Okay, so I'm the, I'm the worst because I, growing up when you are the child of someone who works in the airlines, sometimes you are privileged to be flying on a path. And so you learn from a very young age that or your, your parents would kind of scare you and are like, if you're not perfect, they're going to kick you off the plane. <laughs> and so you have to, you, you, I grew up feeling like the ultimate etiquette following person on airplanes. I remember one time I was, kicking the seat in front of me accidentally and the lady turned around and yelled at me and that scarred me for the rest of my life so i personally am not a recliner chris my fiance chris is a recliner like he does not care i think very long and hard before i recline back in those seats so i think i don't think you have to ask chris is standing here shaking his head like no, you do not have to ask. I personally would would measure the situation, see how long of legs the person behind me has, 
see how scrunched we are. And then I would probably just sit really uncomfortably because I wouldn't want to make that person mad. The, but. So for those, for those who don't know, uh, so you know, Jessica's dad used to work for, 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 for uh, in the, uh, the football, college sport. the yeah. college sports <laughs> world. So that's what I was teasing at, at getting to that. But you're, that was funny. But also, like, the, there's, the story came out. So there was a viral video of this guy hitting the, the woman's seat because uh, she reclined and he didn't have much space because he was sitting in the back row of the airplane, which you cannot recline, of course, in, in, in those seats. Uh, not yet, right? We don't have that technology. But the, no, the, not the, the very back. That is uh, – the big problem with me is that Delta Airlines is coming out saying, like, you should you – should, um, ask permission first it's like who are you delta airlines like give us more space like this give us yeah. more space on the airplane uh if i need yeah any- that's my that's my thing with it is like traveling these days is already so just strapped and what they do especially with like basic economy tickets and you basically lose all of your rights on a plane when you decide to do that and you can't have luggage and you have no space and your legs are cramped up against the tray table in front of you anyway so uh, maybe planes could work on making the flying experience a little more enjoyable for everyone, and then people wouldn't feel so inclined to get in fights about recline to recline. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to be as. But, the, but anyway, uh, if I needed more reason, like first they dehub Memphis, and uh, now they're telling us we're not supposed to be reclining our seats without talking. Give us some space on the plane. Come on, now, Delta. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. I Give know. us some space and a complimentary beverage. It's like, not that hard. Exactly. Uh, Jessica, thanks for joining us. It's good to talk to you again. We will talk you to too. you next Saturday. Talk to you then. Have a good one. Bye. Uh, Jessica Benson from Local 24. Give her a follow at Local 24. Jessica, we're taking a quick uh, timeout. Anthony Sain's back on the other side. We're talking all-star break. Grizzlies, where we stand. And I'm sure Sain's got some thoughts on Obama's advice uh, to Ja as well. We'll be right back. You are listening to Cerrito Live here on Sports 86, 96.1 FM. Now, back to Cerrito Live on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Welcome back. Thanks for making us a part of your All-Star Weekend, your President's Weekend, your Vi- uh, Valentine's Day Weekend. That does add. Does you think that add, Carl, to the uh, excitement? You get to meet a president on President's Day Weekend. I would will, I will love that. Right. Great experience. It's a great great experience. Like meeting an All-Star. He got to meet an All-Star on All-Star Weekend, right? Uh, uh, coming up, of course, our wrestling talk at 11. It is the All-Star break. Speaking of breaks, there are... Uh, famous breaks out there for a long, you know, Rachel and Ross. And there's been a, a break here on the show since uh, the last time I've talked to Anthony Sane. Anthony Sane is uh, the Grizzlies writer for Sports Illustrated, and he joins me now. Good morning, Sane. Sarita, what to do, my boy? What's up, man? It's All-Star Weekend. It's uh, yeah. exciting time to be covering the Grizzlies uh, it's an exciting weekend for John Moran. An exciting night last night for John Moran. For those who have not heard it yet, uh, the president, uh, former president of the United States, of course, he's once president, always president. President Barack Obama was in attendance for the shooting uh, stars 
what not not what's that called? What are the Rising Stars? There's so many different stars. Rising yeah. Stars, yeah. The Rising Stars game last night was Ja Morant uh, was impressive alongside uh, Zion. And let's uh, get to some audio here. Here is the adv- that we don't have the audio. We're pulling up the audio in a second. It's Barack Obama gave advice to Ja Morant. Uh, Carl, do we have it? Are we getting it? Or what's going on? We got some technical issues here. Technical issues. We got some technical issues. Anyway, Barack Obama, stop by. We'll play it here in a second. Did you get to see it, Anthony? Yeah, I saw it uh, earlier this morning. What you? What you? What did you? What did you think about uh, uh, about that moment? Knowing, knowing, because you watch every single Grizzlies game, but mm-hmm. the, you now know that the, the President Obama has also been keeping an eye on those uh, teal Vancouver jerseys. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's a that's a very cliche statement that people make about John as far as he needs to be careful on his dunks or whatever. I think it's a little overblown. Oh, you think? John's you think? Oh, wait a minute. I'm sorry to interrupt, but you just you're saying one of uh, Obama's handlers gave him that gave him that line. Just told him to say that. No, no, I'm not saying that at all. I'm just <laughs> saying I don't agree. With, I don't agree with that whole take that John needs to like tone oh. down his drive to the basket. I think this. I think this is nerd talk, man. It's how people talk who never played basketball. I mean, it's. I don't. I just think it's stupid to say like this. This kind of oh job's game. This is what oh he my does. goodness! You're calling out President Barack yeah. Obama here. We need no, to have, I'm not really have calling a out debate. Obama. I just don't agree with that take. That's a that's a popular take that people say. Josh, you know, calm down on the dunks, or whatever. But that's you. You can't. You know what I'm saying? You can't take a wild horse that comes and try to tame him. You know what I'm saying? That's his game. That's what John does. I think that's really just overblown. As just as as Jessica Benson, uh, you know, pointed out, like I don't think so. Like his dunks, he just does this. Like last night's dunk was so graceful. Uh, right. His spinning around, his he had a perfect landing. Like it really would uh, be like he's on the the gymnastics teams of the twenty twenty Olympics. Like he is so mm-hmm. good at, at mounting the, uh, the is it the dismount? What do they call that? Uh, we're Olympic uh, gymnastic coverage coming soon here on this show. The <laughs> gym, gymnastics hour of Sarita Live. But we got the advice. The official. This is what. So, so, so you disagree with with this advice from from the president? Yeah, because it's, it's not just. A- you doing good? Yes, sir. How you been, man? I'm good. I'm good. doing great. Yes, sir. Just be careful when you go up for those dunks. <laughs> you be careful when you go up for those dunks. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm, that's that that whole thing is just kind of played out. Not- so go do your thing. Man. Jump, jump over somebody's head. That's what you tell. You tell the old school. I miss the old school body to body dunks, bro. Not not these little breeze bias and. The, the Blake Griffin throw the ball through the rim stuff. No, bro. I miss the old school. So that's contact dunks, bro. Bad advice. So you're saying not great advice from from the former president. So you do you don't expect uh, Joe Biden to take credit for that advice. You don't expect that to happen. <laughs> no, I don't think Joe Biden will take credit for that. Enough. <laughs> We're talking with with Anthony saying Man, it's such a it's such a busy week for John Morant. Like this is this is just wild. It keeps getting uh, the the fun level just keeps increasing uh, with this guy being a part of the Grizzlies. Not only does he meet Obama last night, we had headband twelve uh, being factored into his 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 uh, introduction uh, as as a player. What is the story behind that? Why is he, why was he getting introduced as headband twelve or Ja headband twelve Morant? Well, I heard that. Uh, well, he had the headband on that morning at shoot around, and we were asking him was he gonna wear it. He was like, "I don't know if I'm gonna wear it or not." And then when I came, when he came out and he had it on, they said that he told the announcer to call him Headband Twelve, call him John Headband Twelve Morant when he comes out or whatever. But I think it's a thing now. He had another headband hanging in his locker room, and he's. I think it's gonna be something he's probably gonna try for the rest of the year. Headband Twelve. Uh, it's- got a ring to it. 
You like it? I I actually do. What do, you, what do you think about that? I mean, he's giving Memphis saying, as we know, uh, we lots of fans have issues with they they want to give everybody a nickname all of a sudden. But like play, like if you give yourself, you're saying this is what you're supposed to call me, then we've got to call him that, right? You've got to. I'm a b- big uh, proponent of you. You know, he's earned the right to what, to, to be right. named what he wants to be. If whatever he identifies yeah, uh, as, if he identifies as headband twelve, then uh, that's what we'll call him. It's more of a it's more of an adjective than a noun. Though. It's more of an adjective than a nickname that makes any sense because he already goes by twelve. And I guess when he puts the headband on, he's just you know headband twelve. You know, so I don't really think it's a nickname. Person. But you know, y'all love nicknames in Memphis too, man. Y'all got y'all got a bad habit. Well, it's a wrestling town. I think I think uh, I think that might have something to do with it. But yeah. I because I, I really like the idea of more players. Like if you're a wrestler, you get introduced and you're, they'll throw in like Stone Cold Steve Austin, right? So it's Jaw yeah. Headband Twelve Morant. Like he's got to you know <laughs> have the part of your name that's in the quotations. I think every NBA player yeah. does. I didn't know that was allowed. Really, uh, you anything that can make the games more fun, I'm down for it, man. You know, I. We'll this could set a trend. I hope it does set a t- trend. Head, headband 12, though. At first, when I heard it, it just sounded like it sounded like one of those movies that's not a sequel, but you, it sounds like it's a, you know, Headband 12, Big Hero yeah. 6, Big Hero 6. Like, did you see the other five Big Hero? No, like, like it's the name of the group or, or you know, Fantastic Four, Headband 12. It could be, <laughs> it could be the name, uh, the, the house band. Thing. Is it still like, what's the yeah. name of the house band? What's the house band name? Uh, FedEx form that's always playing. What's the oh, uh, what uh, I can't think of the guys. We man. Well, we, we yeah, know you're talking they should just. I'm re- sure it'll be somebody's uh, fantasy basketball team name or something like that, or something. It'll be a name of some some kind of game somebody's playing. Well, just rename the band the Headband Twelves, right? Because it's got right. band in the name of it. Uh, the there ain't gonna be twelve dudes up there though, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, that's a lot that's of blue tie clan or something. <laughs> We're talking with Anthony saying uh, from Sports Illustrated, former writer, I think. Were you with Sports Illustrated? The last time you, we talked about the Grizzlies, were you with the Flyer? I think you were with the Flyer. I was with the Flyer then, yeah. Mm-hmm. And now you're, you're uh, uh, allgrizzlies.com. Is that the website? Yep. For Allgrizzlies.com. Uh, allgrizzlies. At Allgrizzlies on Twitter uh, as well to get to get the coverage. Uh, are, so the NBA All-Star break happening uh right now or are you do you watch it all what are you what do you do in the all-star weekend you watch all they're supposed to be roasting the inside the nba panel i believe as part of the festivities this weekend yeah what, man it's, it's it's so much going on down here i'm getting about it here in the morning i'm actually gonna miss the actual game but uh but you were down there for the I game last it. night right yeah we're gonna, yeah i was at the game last night yeah and you did not see the president no, I didn't see the president. He was a he was at like a NBA Cares event because they got stuff going on like all day long. Like there's something NBA related. There's there's events going on all day long. You know what I mean? So all week long. So yeah, he was in one of those uh, side events or whatever. But yeah, I, I wasn't there. But you're not going to go to be be at anything today. You would be. Yeah, I'm going to the student uh, the uh, NBA the NBA Saturday night. Gonna be, but I'm definitely going to be at that. Oh, you're going to be at that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, we we're, were talking with Anthony Sane uh, from Sports Illustrated. So the, so yeah, last night, tell, take us. You were there in attendance. I mean, uh, what what was what was it like? What is the the vibe from Ja and all of that uh, at this first first ever All Star? Well, through the, you know that uh, there were actually three Grizzlies players represented <laughs> at the event last night. It was just Ja, uh, was Ja, Jerry, Brandon, Brandon go, Clark. Actually, had. are you trying to go? 
re- reverse trivia. I'm the trivia host. Is this a fact? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just letting you know, man. I, you sound like you're trying to set up a John Morant article or something. Like you're trying to get uh, like because I keep to... talking. My topic is John Morant, you... right? It's like you're trying to write a, a feature or something. Job, but yeah, it was. I uh, didn't see the president shake cool. another Grizzlies hand. I might have missed it. Uh, no, I didn't see. I didn't see any of that. So yeah, but yeah, it was uh, John, Jaron, and Brandon. They were having a good time. You could tell they were happy to be. Look, Sam, uh, out there it was Valentine's Day yesterday, first of all. Yes, I knew okay. there were more Grizzly players, but the, it was Valentine's Day. And I had to work also on Valentine's So I was working while the game was going on. But I was hosting single and ready to bingo event. It was single, single and ready to bingo. But right. the uh, – <laughs> the, uh, I'm so confused on this. It was so it used to be simple. The Friday night game used to be so simple. It was the rookies versus the sophomores. I don't know what the hell's happening oh, right now. Don't even better. get me started on this. Man. That was a the lot whole better. Rookies, the whole uh, Team USA versus the world thing is so dumb because it's like they're just fishing for international players to put in the game. And they had, uh, I think his name is Nicola Melly from New Orleans. He was on the world team. And Jackson Hayes, who's also plays for the Pelicans, he wasn't on the U.E. He wasn't in the game because there weren't any more Team USA spots. And it's like if you got a world team and had the teams from Canada, I mean, it's kind of kind of ridiculous to even call that a world team. Well, you have you to. Know be, what I mean, so it has to be a rookie or a sophomore to still be in the in contention yeah, to play. You got to be a game. rookie or a sophomore, and you got to be from either the United States or you know international. But uh, this this wasn't the best year to have an international team because there was like three or four guys in the team that was fun. So. I, I, don't, I don't know why they don't just go back to the old format. The way they should do it is probably just do East versus West. Rookie, rookies and sophomore East versus rookies and sophomore West, and it would have been fun. Yeah. That way, Jaren, uh, yeah. Brandon would have been on the same team. You could have had – only thing that would have been different is that you would have missed the uh, – no, because you still would have had Zion and Ja on the same team because it's still been East versus West. Does, does the existence of this game, you think, make it where – Players, I'll, I'm sorry, I'm going to ask another question about John Moran. He's going to be the rookie right. of the year for crying out loud. He's playing on this yeah. team here. I, but the, like, do you think it, it limited his 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 opportunity? The idea of a rookie or sophomore making the All Star game uh, is more difficult because this game exists. It, um, and I, do you, do you do you think if this game didn't exist, it'd be a better shot at him, or is it just there's no way because you're just no, you're not going to let have the, anything to do with each other because. Um, you know, you saw guys that were rookies that they got voted in since they had the rookie rookie sophomore game, and they just didn't play in the rookie sophomore game. Uh, yeah. This year, uh, Luca and Trey Young—they aren't rookies, of course—but they were uh, second-year players who got voted to the All-Star game. And they surprisingly both of them actually played in in the rookie versus sophomore. I mean, the whatever they call it, the Rising Stars game too. So you know, that's maybe that's the trend that you'll see going forward. I mean, kudos, I mean, we're this. The NBA has been playing around with this Friday night game and, and All Star Weekend in general for for mm. for a, for a minute, and it's starting to like leak into their other stuff. Talking about you know the mid season tournament and all that going on. Right. Now, now baseball's wanting to change some things up. We've we've gotten real comfortable with the the, the some, but sometimes just the traditional basic stuff makes sense. Like go back. The basics. I am a fan of. Uh, right. I don't know if you've ever watched Survivor on CBS, I stopped watching it for the longest time, but they 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 reeled me back in this season because they finally did the season. I'd said they need to do an all winter season. They bring all the winners back and compete against each other, and so I'm finally watching Survivor for the first time in like four or five seasons, and they've got all these new convoluted like. Uh, rules and twists that they've added to the game, and I'm just play the regular game like it was nothing. There was nothing broken. Sometimes there's you don't have to change everything. Right. People like just let's play the regular game, an easy to understand concept, and uh, 
that's you know but hey i, I credit them for trying i credit them for, yeah for trying. and like sure. even the all-star game itself is kind of weird because it's like it's just like they're doing too much it's like they changed it to make it easy to mix up the east and west teams because everybody migrated west i was like bro if the east is just trash they're just trash so i love right. going there and get killed i mean it's just because that's what they're doing anyway because uh Giannis went out and picked a team that was all East, Eastern Conference players. So, you know. I don't. But, yeah. I, yeah. But I, I've had a good time down here, though, man. It's just cold as hell. But, uh, yeah. It's just it's cold. a million. Cold here, And then, you know, you, know, you know how media nerds can be. Imagine that times a million. It's like a million freaking media members everywhere. Are you man, running so. into, last thing, are you running in, in, into any Memphis media people there? Who oh, it's done? crazy because in that horde of people, like, I'm still running into Memphis people every day. Like, uh, all, all day, every day. So, yeah, that's the weird part about it. Who who's down there? Who are you seeing? What's that? Tell, give me some inside scoop. Who's, oh, everybody. Who's double I dipping seen, the chip? Uh, the whole uh, Brian City media crew's been down here. Uh, oh, Aaron yeah. Brown, I seen her. Yeah, it's just it, like yeah, the whole Memphis contingent. We we linked up down here. All right. Well, that's uh, that is. I mean, people follow on. Uh, you gotta you gotta follow job. This is great. It's exciting. It's not. It's going yeah. to really become. Like the same group every year. See everybody again there next year at All Star Weekend, probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely for sure because there's still the whatever the Friday night game unless they change it. So you think the Friday night game should be, um, you back to the old rookies, school rookies and sophomores versus, versus West, man. Rookies sophomores mixed in intermingling. Yeah. East versus West. Yeah. I, I think that that's good until we get until we get like a invasion from outer space and we can pull the the space jam type of uh, <laughs> right because <laughs> next year you won't have you won't have Luca next year like the world team is going to be trash like like nobody want, like this is stupid bro. I don't understand why they keep doing it. it was but there were some good highlights there were some good highlights and yeah that's yeah you know, it who, was cool who, you know USA did we win did who won? yeah USA won so they won right. by like 20 USA, USA. I know Stars and Stripes is happy about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anthony, I will talk to you soon. Thanks for joining us. Enjoy the All rest right, of your time at All-Star All right, Weekend. That's Anthony saying at Sane Asylum on social media. We'll take a quick timeout and be right back. You are listening to Cerrito Live here on Sports 56, 96.1 and 87.7 FM. Now, back to Cerrito Live on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. We've got uh, Valentine's Day, NBA All-Star, and President's Day. Carl, well, those those three holidays happening this weekend, which one do you spend more time celebrating? Believe it or not, Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day, oh. You're, I see you're eating your Valentine's Day leftovers. Yeah, I, I got a little bit too full last night at the restaurant. So take it to go. Don't waste yeah, it. Can't waste that money. It was. I do not waste it. And it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. And uh, I mean, the All Star lasts the longest. And I think President's Day just really is like if you work at a bank, you celebrate it because you get to be off. You get to be off. You know, if you work for the post office in the school systems, some school only select schools. You know, get off because sometimes it's like teachers in service that day. Sometimes they just don't get off. 
and it really should be. I think we should make make note here as we wrap up uh, our number one, rolling into wrestling time here in just a moment. The, like, President's Day should be the day after the Super Bowl. I think this – I don't know uh, – Either that or the uh, National College Football Championship. That'd be put it too. That's like that should be put. Let's put Martin Luther King Day that same weekend or so. Well, the college football championship is always on a Monday. You're right. I, so, I didn't know necessarily. So you, think we're about not that. getting off on a on a Tuesday. That only benefits college students. Yeah. Um, definitely for those schools. I mean, like the, the idea that they that's talking about college athletics caring about the student athletes and all. Like, they care about the student athletes. They're doing that game on a Monday night. They don't even start to like eight o'clock. Uh, Central time, like it does. Like, that game starts late. I just always know that game starts Monday night, like later than usual, because we're in we're in the Central time, so we're used to a seven o'clock start, right? Everything starts at seven. Yeah, that's what majority of the time. Like, stuff starts at seven, and uh, that game starts after seven. It was either like seven thirty, seven forty five, eight o'clock. That game goes late for for college kids. But Super Super Bowl Sunday, President's Day, and I know we're. Gotta get, we got to get Congressman Cohen here. I know you know Congress has been really busy, so I haven't asked the uh, representative of our. Of our uh, we're not gonna get Obama, unfortunately, Carl. But we probably we can get we can get Steve Cohen. I know Steve Cohen listens and push something through. The day after the Super Bowl needs to be a holiday. Everybody always says that. We have a holiday two weeks after it every year. Let's just mess with the calendar a little bit. It's not really George Washington's birthday or whatever, or Abraham Lincoln. You know, it's a special created celebrate the presidents. Yeah, put it all all together in one. Put it all together in one. Well, what do you like? NBA though, NBA All Star always seems to be hitting on Valentine's Day. Do you like that, or what do you think about this? Like, it's always most Valentine's Day weekends is NBA All Star weekend at the same time. It's a good distraction for people who don't have a Valentine. I would like it more if my girlfriend enjoyed basketball, but if you're single and you like sports, that's a good, you know, good way to spend it. Yeah, but really, it's as we talked with Sane just a moment ago. It's it's kind of it's just convoluted mess right now on like how who do you cheer for? Right, obviously we should, we, we're cheering for America, but. It's like the Olympics. I mean, at this point in that game, when it's so one-sided, like Team USA is going to dominate the international team every year. Every year. I actually like the idea um, Anthony said. Let's uh, get it back, rookie versus sophomore, sophomore, east versus west. east and west. That's, if they want to put a twist on it, that should be a, a great twist. Make it east and west. Mix them together. I think so. Stop. Stop. Like, not everything is – is broken to the point that you have to throw in so many twists. And, and I also terms. like when they, when the players wore their team jerseys, their team uniforms, instead of everybody wearing the same uniform. Right, but they got they got sell those. That's what the, it's all about money, probably. They got to sell those jerseys, right? Probably who wants so. to buy? I don't know who buys an All Star jersey. Some people do, though. They, I've seen them. I remember the Grizzlies gave away like an All Star. Was it an All Star Mike? Why would there be an All Star Mike Miller jersey? Why was there that? I don't know. All right. Well, that's it for this hour. When we come back, we're talking professional wrestling on the radio. Jerry the King Lawler is going to join us from Hawaii, and you're going to join us from wherever you are. Don't touch that dial. We will be right back here on Sports 56, 961, 877 FM.